0: Hello there, I'm Heidi Higgins, and you are listening to K-12 On Learning, sponsored by Stride. As a young mother, I was often told that the days are long and the years are short. That sentiment is well-intended, I'm sure, but usually means that we forget just how long those days really can be. No one feels this more than a parent with their children learning at home. As the school year comes to an end, there's a category of parent or learning coach who begins to look back and reflect on the journey of years and maybe even be a bit sentimental. That is the parent and family planning for graduation. Whether the student has been schooling at home for a year or many years, the culmination of the senior year is a big deal. Schools powered by Stride K-12 and Stride Career Prep work hard to find ways to honor and remember this effort and celebrate in a big way. In years past, I've attended dozens of beautiful in-person graduations for online schools across the country, all of which were filled with traditional pomp and circumstance. Last year required the introduction of the online graduations because of the pandemic, and this year there are combination graduations being planned. But no matter how graduation happens in your school, the celebration is a recognition and remembrance, if you will, of the long, hard days of effort. Learning coaches, thank you for your efforts and care. Students, congratulations on your success and your future. We will celebrate more with inspiring graduation words in another episode, but today I want to introduce you to Patricia Negron. She is a mother of three and learning coach who has two seniors graduating this year. Her experience is an interesting one because she had her children in several schools powered by Stride because of family circumstances where moving was necessary for employment. Patricia is here to remember her family's journey to graduation. Patricia Negron, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. You are a learning coach, a Stride K-12 mother for how many years now?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, my two youngest are now high school seniors, and we started with then K-12 when they were in second grade. So it's been 10 years. And I know you've moved around. What schools have you been involved in? Right. Well, we started with Colorado Virtual Academy, and then we moved to follow employment opportunities. We moved to Oregon. And so then they were with Oregon Virtual Academy. And they last attended Washington Virtual Academy because another move was required. They've actually changed schools three times. And one of those changes, Heidi, was in the middle of the school year, interestingly enough. um, What was that like? Well, you know, it was actually quite smooth. And I would say to other parents and learning coaches, you know, not to be afraid of that. If the school has the room and the enrollment available... It's really the same courses. What they discovered is they just stayed right with their same courses, but they were now working with different, although very competent teachers in a different location. So for them, it was actually quite seamless, I would say, when we moved in the middle of the year from Colorado to Oregon. No problems at all. That's great to know. Helps families because we're on the move these days. We. Uh... We absolutely are on the move. I mean, there's been a lot of movement happening even with the pandemic. And of course, the other thing that's happening is that a lot of families are trying virtual schools, I would imagine, for the very first time because the traditional settings were closed or they needed to make changes, you know, during the pandemic times. But virtual schooling has been really wonderful for us. It's something I would definitely do again. We started because we had been working with the kids when they were really even too young to attend school and saw some real promise, if you will, saw that they had some real abilities to handle additional schooling and information. And so we started, you know, we sought out. Virtual schooling. We looked for it. And that's how we found um, Colorado Virtual Academy from K 12 when we were just outside of Denver all those years ago, 10 years ago. And it has really been a wonderful experience. I mean, for a lot of different reasons, absolutely do it again.
0: I'm glad to hear you say
1: that. You have seniors. It's hard to believe they've come to their senior year. I know. I know. (laughs) Well, we actually had an older sibling graduate from Oregon Virtual Academy. So we were still in Oregon when they were graduating and so had a graduation, just like you would expect, like a traditional school would have and saw all of their classmates there. And it was, it was really wonderful, you know, the caps and gowns and all of it. So had a very traditional graduation. And now our final two kids are ready to graduate and probably won't have that traditional graduation, but it is still just a momentous achievement. It's really exciting. It is exciting.
0: And I know that all the Stride K-12 graduations nationally, they'll do their best to make sure that we still celebrate. and Sure, those absolutely,
1: graduates. absolutely. That's that's the key to make note of it. Because, you know, regardless of how you do the K-12 learning, it's still a really big deal to finish up and to graduate. And as I remember talking with other parents and learning coaches over the years, I think that was a big concern they had that they wouldn't have some of the opportunities of the traditional school. But you know, our oldest child went to a prom and (laughs) the others, all three of them have had lots of in-person opportunities and have done a lot of fun events and things and gotten to know their fellow students. So when they get to the end of that, like any other school, it really is a big deal. And so now they're looking forward actually to going to college and they're waiting to hear on some scholarships, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> they, they have some ideas of topics they'd like to pursue in college, but they haven't really fully decided. So that's the next step.
0: That sounds great. So what are they doing to prepare for this graduation other than applying and getting scholarships sure, and
1: things? Sure. Well, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because I think they will attend a college that is relatively close to home. We aren't preparing to settle them in a dorm room or anything like that. You know, at least initially they'll continue to work from home and to attend college. And some of the other things, you know, that parents might be concerned about their children with college, I don't really think about because for a lot of kids, it's the first time in college that they've been on their own and that a parent hasn't been or an in-person teacher hasn't been really watchful and noticing how they're doing and what they're doing and you know talking to them about having a schedule and keeping motivated and that sort of thing but i feel like my guys have already been through that step because with virtual schooling you really at some point kind of even end of elementary into middle school need to find your motivation and your way of maneuvering if you will, through the classes and the contacts and getting all of the planning and the lessons done. And so I feel good that my guys have already learned that. You know, they have that experience. They know that they need to set a schedule. They know that they need to work through so many lessons in a certain time. And so when they get to college, it's not going to be, oh, wait, that's due tomorrow. How am I going to do that? <laughs> you know, it's 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 not... A, I think it's not really what a lot of people envision about virtual school. It's not sort of a free and open scheduling system. So I feel good about their preparation for college.
0: I'm glad. And I would bet that when they walk down that aisle, whether it be in person or virtually, that you will feel like you're walking down that aisle as well.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We, We were just talking the other day. We were talking about what we remember from all the years of virtual school. And I was asking them what their best memories were, you know, if they would do it again, that sort of thing. And so the best memories initially were for one of my students when all the materials came at the first part of the year, you know, the boxes and boxes of materials with the books and the things like maps and, you know, not just the lesson books, but also the literature books that you would read and the manipulatives when they were very young for math and that sort of thing. In fact, when she got to high school, she was like, where are the boxes? <laughs> and it was just this one little box. I missed the boxes. <laughs> but the other yeah. thing we really enjoyed was spelling. I don't know, Heidi, if it was third or fourth grade, but the lessons were... I said the spelling word is the learning coach. I gave them a sentence and then they wrote it on their little whiteboards and That is a great memory for all of us because I was able to choose sentences that were fun or had meaning for us as a family and for our situation. And we laughed so hard at times during spelling lessons. It made it fun. And there was a lot about virtual school, particularly in those early years, (laughs) that we remember as fun activities and not so much the rote. And I'll tell you a story. A quick story, when the two younger first started virtual schooling, their next sibling that ended up graduating from Oregon virtual was still in brick and mortar. He was in traditional school. And for weeks on end, he'd come home with one math lesson. As homework, one math assignment. I'm sorry, one problem. <laughs> I'll get there. One math problem as his homework assignment. And finally, I said, "What is going on with this?" I said, "Not only is it just one one uh, problem a day, but they're always the same kind of thing." And he said, "Well, not everybody in the class has it yet, and the teacher says he can't let me move forward because there's just one of him and 30 of us." Well, you know, I'm not saying that the ratio is better for virtual school, but I am saying that there is so much opportunity for children to operate at their own pace or to add and involve additional studies to their day when they're in virtual school. It's really a very different environment. And so I the very next year, he did make the switch <laughs> and joined them in Colorado virtual and then never looked back. So it, it's been a great experience.
0: These are great stories. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So you had successes. You had some great days. Sounds like some really fun ones. I love the sentence idea. Yeah. (laughs) Describe a hard day.
1: Well, there honestly weren't many, but I would say that as the two, well, as actually all three of them advanced to middle and high school. And the way K-12 Stride is structured, the learning coach has less involvement as they grow into the older classes and lessons, you know, and I wasn't as involved in their day to day lessons. But if I discovered that one of them might be falling behind, that was a hard day. (laughs) You know, it was a matter of what's happening here. (laughs) Do you not understand what's what's going on? Or are you having difficulty navigating something about this computer? You know, what exactly is going on? And then supporting them and working with them to get caught up. Those would be, those would be tough days because, you know, it couldn't be a matter of me saying this has to be done. It was a matter of me saying to finding ways to motivate them and to learn that they were in charge of proceeding with their learning and their schoolwork. And I think the other hard days would be when they advanced the topics that I simply could not help them with, you know, advanced math and (laughs) things like that. Um, But that was my opportunity to help them understand how to reach out for assistance, how to contact the teacher, how to send a message or make a call or have that conversation. So I think there was value in that as well.
0: Absolutely. That was that was a great answer for, for
1: hard things.
0: <laughs> I I can understand that completely.
1: You know, when it came to algebra and calculus, I, I wasn't with them with that. <laughs> I was monitoring. I, I wasn't involved. <laughs> I get it. That's
0: when I turned it to, to my husband and said, sweetie, oh. they're your children too. <laughs> well, great. Great stories. If we were to talk to your children. What would they say is the best thing about having you as a learning coach?
1: We actually had this conversation as well a few days ago. And I will tell you that they said something to me that really took me by surprise. They said that they appreciated how I kept track of their progress and how I showed an interest in what they were learning. And that was honestly, Heidi, that was surprising to me because I considered it part of the learning coach job. I thought it was my job to get onto the dashboard every day and to see where they were and to make sure they could find that book they needed for that course and to just ensure that they were doing okay. And now they remember that as, hey, that's what we really appreciated about you doing. You know, that was really cool. So it was so, that was just so natural. With K twelve and Stride, I mean the the dashboards and uh, the interaction between the student dashboard and the, what the parent sees, and it was fun for me to do, and I'm really glad <laughs> that they appreciate the effort now.
0: <laughs> those are real paydays as a parent. Yeah, truly when comes when those statements come back. Congratulations, truly. you have yeah. you've obviously <laughs> earned them. <Yeah. laughs> Can you share with us a little bit about what your relationship was uh, with teachers and counselors, especially in the senior time?
1: Oh, sure. Well, I found them always to be very approachable, to be forthcoming and friendly. And I think the kids did as well. I can tell you they've stayed in touch with some of their teachers, even two and three schools and states later, because they've felt comfortable with the relationship, and they felt so engaged by that teacher, frankly. Something else I discovered is that if we took the effort early in the year, if we made the effort to contact the teacher and to attend their get acquainted sessions, they knew us and we knew them early on, it made the tough conversations and questions so much easier later in the school year. But I, honestly, I feel as though the virtual teachers, they were as known to us as a traditional school teacher would have been. We knew what they looked like. We knew what their name sounded like. We met them at events. It was really wonderful. I, I think when a teacher chooses to practice their craft in a virtual setting, it requires a different type of commitment to the task at hand. And that really shows in how they engage with students and with parents.
0: This is an interesting observation because you've been in part of three schools. And Mm -hmm. was that consistent across all three?
1: Yes. Yes, it absolutely was. It absolutely was. And I never really knew the size of the classes or, you know, how many students a particular teacher was monitoring or engaging with. And I was never made to feel as though it was too many. I was never made to feel as though, well, they can't get back to you because they have too much on their plate. I think that speaks to, you know, they realize that they aren't seeing you day in and day out and they aren't a visible necessarily presence. And so they have to find ways to be present and to make themselves known. And I, I discovered that, um, You know, all of the K-12 Stride teachers absolutely did that. That's excellent. One of the
0: things that we need to remember and share with people as well is that it's the family that needs to reach out. I love that you attended those Get to Know You sessions. Make the effort. And if you've got questions, teach those kids how to raise their hand and talk to the teacher.
1: Absolutely. It's a lesson for life. It's not just a lesson for school, that it's okay to ask for help, that it's okay to ask for understanding, that you're not expected to just naturally know how something works or what the answer is. That's what schooling and teaching is all about. And it's difficult to describe to someone who hasn't experienced it, but it's a very different setting than to attend school in person as I certainly did <laughs> when, I was, when I was in K-12 school, and to attend school virtually. I think the virtual school actually has more of a focus on the learning and what's needed for the education, whereas the traditional setting has a sort of social component that could interfere with actually what's needing to happen in the school setting. So that was something that was something that actually drew us to virtual school to begin with and it's something that I appreciated the virtual stu- uh, teachers recognizing that we don't have this natural social setting to begin with. How can we make ourselves known? You know, what are the ways that we can interact with these students and really become known to them and they to us? And if a parent needs something, anything, we know who their student is. You know, we're not scrambling through a class list to say, uh, I'm not, okay, who are we talking about? You know, I never, I never got that feeling. It was really kind of amazing.
0: That's an amazing statement. I'm glad that you had that experience. So your day-to-day life as a learning coach for high school students, you said that you monitor you support in some ways, what kind of time
1: do you spend every day? Not nearly what I did in the beginning. Um, I would say, I would say now that it's literally maybe 15 minutes a day, maybe, unless a conversation, engaging conversation um, develops about what they're learning and what they're studying. And certainly those do occur. You know, one of them will say to me, did you know? You know, and we'll have a conversation about that, but to actually monitor what's happening with their school day, maybe 15 minutes a day. And in the beginning, and this is something I think that parents, some new parents to virtual schooling could be concerned about, it can be seemingly time consuming. It can be three to four hours a day, but gosh, it's not that you have to actually find the lessons and the materials and teach yourself. It's that you're working, AKA playing with your children as they learn. And so for me, that was a real treat. You know, that was a treasure. That's, I think virtual school, Heidi allowed me to get to know my kids in ways I would not have otherwise. I mean, it was a terrific opportunity. And now that we're a month or so from graduation, you know, the work is done. <laughs> it's, they have achieved their K through 12 career. Once they get to college, I won't have that dashboard and I won't be able to monitor like I do now. And I'm okay with that. I think they're fully prepared.
0: That's beautiful. So what are you doing for your retirement since it's coming up in about a month?
1: Wow. How about <laughs> that? It's a big family. <laughs> There's still, there's still a lot to be done, but we have pets that I'm really involved with. And honestly, I have been writing and I've started to write again, which is something I did a lot of when I was younger and I'm writing again. And who knows where that might lead.
0: Well, that's wonderful. You know, education is lifelong And so the writing and the learning, it never stops. No,
1: it never stops.
0: Even with that diploma in hand, but congratulations. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. It's been a long road and you've traveled it well. And those children, it sounds like they appreciate it. And isn't that what every parent wants? That's what every parent wants.
1: And honestly, moving as often as we have for new positions and increased career opportunities and responsibilities if they had had to switch traditional schools, I dare say it would not have been as smooth. And like I said, moving from state to state, they were actually able to stay in their dashboard and with their courses. And they simply had a different name and face as the teacher. And it's just, I would absolutely do it again. Knock on wood, if I have an opportunity with grandchildren to take this same path, I absolutely will
0: well congratulations thank, thank you, you for this patricia
1: yes, what a of course, joy it's to It's talking with you yeah always yeah. fun to talk with it's you and ni- nice going down memory lane <laughs> isn't it
0: <laughs> yeah. especially when you're so invested yes because you. you share those memories of your children absolutely yes. that's the the treasured part it's of been of fun
1: this. it's actually been fun
0: <laughs> great patricia thank you so much
1: thank you heidi take care
0: Thank you for listening to K-12 on Learning, sponsored by Stride. To learn more about online public schools powered by Stride K-12, our Stride career prep programs that foster lifelong learning, or any of our private school or individual course offerings, please go to stridelearning.com or k12.com. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and feel free to leave us a good review. We hope you'll join us next time for K-12 on Learning.